Welcome back to Cobbler Sculch. Episode 13. The Spinning Woman. The Spinning Woman was once a denizen of Cobbler's Gulch, and a wealthy denizen at that. Her garments were treasured as art, as fine and precious specimens to be adored and admired. At one time, She'd even fashioned a garment for Rollo Riddlehope himself. That would be me. But what he did with that garment was anyone's guess. It was even rumored that Rollo Riddlehope had courted the spinning woman for some time. But after his disappearance, or death, depending on what you believe, she grew cold. And bitter. So bitter. One night, as the spinning woman relaxed in her chateau, a creature, ghoulish in appearance and practically freezing in the long winter darkness, knocked on her door and asked for a garment to protect his cracked and blistered skin from the frost and the wind chill. So cold was the spinning woman's soul, so broken her heart, that she refused and cursed the poor creature. Because I curse you. And cast it back out into the frigid night, naked and trembling. But the creature did not leave. It transformed. In fact, it wasn't a creature at all, shedding its blistered, boiled skin, revealing itself to be a muse. What have I done? In fact, the very muse who had gifted the spinning woman with her abilities to work the loom, to thread the needle, to stitch and crochet and knit and weave and design. What have I done? The muse scolded the spinning woman, insisting that her art was not hers. Instead, she described it as a loan, like a book from a library. And she said, the spinning woman had no right to deny the gift to those in need of it. Never mind her broken soul. Never mind her cold heart. No. Please. Please. Forgive me. Because of the spinning woman's offenses, the muse turned the spinning woman into a half-arachnid. If the spinning woman truly felt she was above all others, then nobody would ever ask her for her garments ever again. Instead, the spinning woman would only be able to weave in her web. And most of us have neither the need nor the stomach for spider silk. The spinning woman turned slowly into a half-spider, half-woman. First, her two legs separated into four, and then the four separated until she had eight spindly legs covered in coarse black hair. (laughs) 
Eventually, the spinning woman learned she could spin silk, which she used to create the bridge of the spinning woman, a long suspension bridge that stretched across a chasm so very high above the river of no return. Home, sweet home. Before leaving the spinning woman, the muse warned that there was only one way the spinning woman might return to her former self, and that was to use her gift to right a wrong, to use it to tip the balance toward goodness, toward loveliness, toward sanctity. This warning, however, fell on deaf ears, or, more specifically, a hardened heart. Oh, bite off heads and drink blood and plunge body parts into the river of no return. (laughs) And the spinning woman's heart has remained hardened and foul and cranky for all these years. And Hazel Peachwood and her seven orphan brothers have begun walking right across the bridge of the spinning woman. And yes, they hear the river of no return raging below, and they see the spinning woman's beautiful spider silk designs, and they hear, they even feel, the deep, low-pitched rumbling of the spinning woman's growling, arachnid belly. Thanks for listening. On the next Cobbler's Gulch, Hungry for Heads. In the meantime, it's a good idea to think about your own gifts, whatever they might be. Maybe you know how to put notes together on a piano. Maybe you know how to paint a portrait in a way that makes people look twice. Hmm. Maybe you've got the kind of smile that changes the energy in a room. Or maybe... You're just a good listener. Whatever your gift is, make sure you're using it correctly. After all, it was given to you, and you've got a responsibility to return the favor. Eventually, your muse is going to come knocking. So get busy putting that gift to good use. <laughs>